This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big line? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. Warren, here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. We're at a fork in the road note. Now, we can make good decisions or bad decisions, right. but we are at, we're at the edge. Right. This is, this is also a really important uh, point. Um, we are in a situation where uh, recent data suggests there is a credible, plausible path uh, to uh, steady, stable growth, to a soft landing, to whatever term you want to call it, where we maintain the very important and impressive gains that we've seen under this president's uh, administration to the labor market. You know, 4.5 million jobs last year. You heard Lloyd Doggett talk about the loss of 6 million jobs, so we could wipe out a year of job gains. But those job gains with inflation now down two and a half points from its most recent peak uh, last summer, mm -hmm. we are making real progress towards that steady, stable transition to growth. The idea that you would want to uh, undermine the full faith of credit of the government to, to actually uh, take uh, steps that would far, far increase the likelihood of negative things happening in not just our economy, but in the global economy, uh, is beyond reckless, beyond irresponsible. I'm not sure I, I, I have the adjectives for it right yeah. now. Fully empowered House conservatives have triggered a high-stakes fight over the debt ceiling. Yesterday, the Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen announced that the U.S. will hit its debt limit on Thursday. She warned House Speaker Kevin McCarthy that this is, quote, critical that Congress act in a timely manner to increase or suspend the debt limit. Republicans in the House intent on cutting government spending are coming up with a contingency plan. According to the Washington Post, House Republicans are preparing a plan telling the Treasury uh, Department what to do if Congress and the White House don't agree to lift the nation's debt limit later this year. The Post adds the emerging contingency plan shows how Republicans are planning to threaten not to lift the nation's debt ceiling without major spending cuts from the Biden administration. Now, if Republicans decide not to lift the debt ceiling, it will undoubtedly start a fiscal showdown that will have huge consequences for the American people, possibly people all over the world. It is important to understand the debt ceiling. Here's how it works. The government takes in money through things like taxes and duties and spends money on all the things that government spends money on. If in a given year the government spends more than it takes in, that's a deficit. According to the U.S. Treasury Department, in the last 50 years, the federal government's budget has run a deficit in all but five years, most recently in 2001, as you can see. Uh, that year, the Congressional Budget Office says the federal government brought in roughly $4 trillion. It spent about $6.8 trillion, creating a deficit or shortfall of nearly $2.8 trillion. The accumulation of all those deficits is the national debt which now stands at roughly $31.5 trillion. Many people worry about this debt and how we're going to pay it back, and that's an important consideration. But until we get an answer to that, let's just look at how those deficits and the debt are financed. Where does the money come from? 
Well, it comes from bonds issued by the government and sold to investors. The bond is a promise to pay back a loan at a certain interest rate. The rate is comparatively low because a loan made to the U.S. government is considered the safest investment on earth. But now, once again, that is at risk as some Republicans threaten to not allow the debt limit, which is the amount of money the government can borrow to pay its bills, to be raised. If Republicans succeed in that effort, the government would have to do what an individual or a company would have to do, reprioritize who gets paid first. And in the case of the U.S. government, interest on those bonds have to be paid first. Because if a payment to a bondholder is missed, the credit rating of the entire United States could drop and the interest rate for borrowing any more money goes up. And that could cause inflation as costs get more expensive. It could cause a recession, making the one or make the one that we're headed into possibly worse. The worst case scenario, however, is that it causes both inflation and a recession, which is a very difficult position to get out of. The idea that a government, like a household, shouldn't spend more than it takes in is interesting, but it's incomplete. Okay, okay. Um, Welcome. It's Saturday, 14 January in the year of our Lord, 2023. Um, They hit the panic button. Good job, War Room. They hit the panic button. They've hit the panic button. And um, now they've sent the letter. We're going to hit the debt ceiling. So as we said before, this thing was going to happen in January, February. Then they said, well, it's not going to really be the June or the fall or whatever. So I want to bifurcate some things because um, the audience, not the show, but the show's audience having such a huge impact. Um. They've done this for a number of reasons. Number one, they've panicked. Number two, they want to get the discussion away from the crimes of the top secret compartmented uh, information that clearly they're crimes there, major crimes from a number of people. I uh, also want to put a name on your – on your get your number two pencil out because I got a name for you just to jot down. I'm going to get back to it later. Dana Remus. Dana Remus. White House Counsel's Office left, I think, on October 2nd. We're going to get the full details of Dana Remus. White House Counsel's Office left the 2nd of October, and she was one of the ones rummaging around in the the Biden Penn Center on 2 November. There's no conspiracies, but there's no coincidence. Why would one of the top lawyers leave the White House counsel's office and then 30 days later be rummaging around in the um, in the Penn Center. What you're going to find, and this is where, you know, I had Chuck Schumer on, or Chuck Schumer was on yesterday, and they asked him, uh, have any crime, do you think any crime, because they're all saying, hey, this is not as bad as, not as bad as, uh, as Trump and not as bad as Mar-a-Lago. So they asked Schumer, hey, because uh, you know, they say any crimes are ridiculous. This is all just made up. It's nothing. It's inadvertent. It's, they asked Schumer, have any crimes been committed? Too, too early to tell. Too soon to tell. Hey, Chuck, you got to, you got to get it. You didn't get the message. You didn't get the memo from Zen master Jean uh, Pierre. She just, it's the process. Trust the process. Uh, process. The process has started. So Jim Jordan and the team have announced their own independent investigation on the House. We're going to get to all that. We're, we're absolutely packed. But the debt ceiling, since we've been driving this, number one, they say the debt ceiling is going to hit next week. 
But then they said they're going to run out of cash in their uh, extraordinary measures. They're going to run out of cash in June. So um, they want to put the gun to your head now. And you've seen it right there with Ali Valshi. That was last night with the economist from the uh, from the White House, Bernstein. Think Jared Bernstein. Uh, they've got uh, all. You're just going to be bombarded. Sunday shows them are bombarded because they want to change the conversation around the crimes, right, and around all the investigations, right. They got to change the conversation. So now it's the extremist uh, worst element of the Trump movement. Uh, that would be you, audience. Just make sure when they're saying most extreme. Uh, radical, uh, worst people on earth, they will be talking about you. Okay. Just remember that. The, um, that now they're going to drive, you know, got this amazing turnaround. You got all these great numbers they're putting up, right? We're putting up all these great numbers and what's going to snatch, you know, it's going to destroy the American economy is now the worst elements going to dig their heels in and not let's burn. By the way, this is all for just, just a, a thing that the founders didn't even think about. It was just a line in the, in the constitution and, and it's already money being spent. You're going to see every line misrepresentation spun nonstop, but we got them because they panicked. One of the things I heard they panicked about the more people understand about this, the more people understand, the less they want to raise the debt ceiling. So no, hang over a second. Two things, uh, concepts so three concepts remember we try to teach nomenclature first then 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 process or critical path then the statics and dynamics of process so you kind of understand for yourself and you can think for yourself as all these all this jargons turn out so uh, extraordinary measures extraordinary measures if they hit the debt ceiling in the next couple of weeks they can't borrow any mo <laughs> more money you can't issue any more bonds isn't that terrible isn't that just terrible? Uh, but by the way, he did say a thing. He said, oh, we, we sell it to investors. Well, hey, a lot of it we just buy ourselves because there's nobody there to sell it. That's just monetizing the debt. That's just printing money. The um, So uh, extraordinary measures. This is what the Treasury is going to do. The other is prioritization of payments. That is now, it's a buried lead in the Guardian story. I've got these up on Getter. Uh, the Guardian story has got it buried about the fifth paragraph this is what we've talked about on the show. This is what we talked about with Russ Vote. This is what Russ Vote and I worked on uh, in 17, where we we're going to hit um, a debt ceiling issue. And we worked on, hey, how, why can't you just go to a prioritization of payment? Ali Valchi just said it. Cash comes in. Interest payments get paid off. So all the bonds, everybody's happy. You don't lose any credit rating. Then you pay the face amount off any bonds coming due. So that gets paid. Then you pay Social Security, Medicare. Uh, then you have a discussion. Right. Then you prioritize your payments. So prioritization of payments and what was leaked in the pressure says that the Republicans are actually working on that. Now, there is the Republicans are actually working on a prioritization of payments plan. The third and I, I think this gets lost in the in the in the the back and forth. But remember, we put this over to the guys at the committee. One of the things about the pandemic, let me go back in time. One of the things about the pandemic that Fauci and Burks, and if you read the books, if you read Kushner's book, if you read, uh, if you read, uh, Pen Judas Pence's book, read all, I've read every book, every book about this time, just to make sure I'm not missing anything. Uh, they never talk, and I said this on the show at the time, they never talk about the, the internal model of CDC or Fauci or NIH. What was the internal model? You had you had Southampton University, you had Hong Kong University, you had the University of Washington, Seattle. You had all these models 
about the curve and ICU capacity and, and the mortality rate, and, you know, the, 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 uh, the COVID, you know, how it would go through the population. Everybody had this mortality curve, the death curve, right? I said, where was CDC's? Where, where's, it's like a company on Wall Street. You've got First Boston saying these are the earnings, Goldman Sachs saying these are earnings, Morgan Stanley saying these are earnings. What's the company's projection? What is the company telling the street? What is, what is their forecast, right? Never saw that. That's got to come up in this. Nobody knows today. Well, like, what did CDC tell the president? What was this task force telling the president? It's never mentioned in any of the books. What was the internal model? The same thing here. Hey, baby, you just told me you're hitting the debt ceiling. You just sent a big old official letter to McCarthy. You know, you just sent it. Say, you're hitting the debt ceiling next week. Surprise, surprise. War room told you next week. But your extraordinary measures... I've got enough cash. I can play with things. I can, you know, turn up. Uh, I'm going back in the treasury and p- pull all the cans out of the out of the uh, out of the lawn, tomato cans. And I've got I've got cash. I can pay till June. Okay, I got that. Just give me your cash flow model. That's the first thing you ask for in a restructuring or bankruptcy or anything. And hey, guess what, baby? You're bankrupt. You're stone cold bankrupt. You're coming back to the parents. You come to the credit, the head of the creditors committee, the war room posse. You're asking for the credit card to be increased. Hey, maybe, maybe not. We don't know. Give us your, give us your cash flows. Let's see the cash flow model. We have to force, we have to force, uh, Yellen, and this is why she's sticking around. Remember, she was gonna, she said she was quitting before they blow her out before the campaign. She's the worst treasury secretary in history. They didn't want her as an albatross. We're getting rid of her. She's leaving. She ain't leaving because of this. And they know they couldn't get anybody confirmed. The confirmation hearings would be a bloodbath. So poor Janet Yellen stuck with the duty. Hey, Janet, Miss Secretary, Mrs. Secretary, please send us your cash flow model. Not that we don't believe you, but it's like any company. Okay. Trust, but verify. Trust, but verify. Oh, baby. The hunted become the hunters on every different aspect now. We got them. Every different aspect. Just have to close the deal. As we know, there's a long way between the cup and the lip on that. Short break. Dean Dave Bratt is going to join us. He knows the inside workings of Congress, how the whole mechanism works. Also, we're going to talk a little bit about the balance sheet of the Federal Reserve. I thought we had a cap of $31.4 million dollars. How does that, how does Mercatus is telling us the nine and a half trade on the Fed? How did that happen? All next, only in the war room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bath. Okay, welcome back. Uh, MyPillow.com promo code WORM. We're going to talk about the RNC uh, race here in the bottom of the hour. John Frederick is going to join us about this debate. Mike Lindell, breaking news, I think. I think Politico is saying this. Mike Lindell has qualified now with three states to actually be officially on the ball- ballot. Harmeet Dick uh, Dillon, I think, has got 10 states, so she's officially on. John Frederick's going to be on about a proposed debate. Who's going to be in there? Who's not going to be in there? Make sure you go to MyPillow.com promo code WAR ROOM. Uh, the, the sleep, the sleep of the just 20. I should have gotten more sleepless. I had a, I was up to the wee hours. Then didn't get much sleep. You know why? There's so much going on. I, I've never seen it like this behind the scenes. You know, things are just cranking. 
people are working like crazy and uh, there are big fights ahead of us and they just dropped this debt ceiling, which they're, it's, they've totally, completely panicked. Dave Bratt, you've been around a long time. Give me your, you've been with us riding shotgun on this thing now for <clears throat> over a year in the debt ceiling alone. Tell us about, <clears throat> we told everybody that was the, one of the big things for the election about losing the house. They were going to freak out. And you saw in the, in the speakers debate last week, that's all they talk about. Look at these extremists. If these extremists take over, they're going to ruin the full faith and credit of the United States. Here's who ruined the full faith and credit of the United States. The radical Democrats, their buddies on Wall Street and the oligarchs in corporate America that believed in this radical concept called modern monetary theory where deficits didn't matter. We've preached on this for years. Modern monetary theory where deficits don't matter until they do. And now we're in this jam and you're going to see all these people. Listen, the Warren Posse, the strict parent that for love of the child is strict and it's hard. You know how hard it is, but you're strict for, with them so that they have formation so that later they become productive and happy and self-sufficient adults, right? You totally understand what I'm talking about. You have to be the adult in the room. You, this audience, if you're the adult in the room, we're going to get through this. And you're going to be called every name in the book, like a child thrown a temper tantrum. That's what you're going to see now. This is a temper tantrum at a high level. And you're going to be called everything in the book, mean, cruel, unyielding, unfair. You're unfair. You're mean. You're cruel. All of it. Same thing. You're going to be called that. Just So just buckle up. You stand between the, the these radicals who never care about anything and never worry about anything, but got to come back to mommy and daddy and get the credit card up and, and complete Armageddon. Is, Jared, is Bernstein a heavy hitter, Brett, or they roll him out when they got to start trash talking uh, the American people? He's good. Your uh, parental metaphor there was good in that Jared is likable and he comes across as a parent, but uh, he's, he's got one fatal flaw. Now, now, everybody listen real careful here. I did a PhD in economics, you know, five years of suffering and then taught it for 18 years. I have a very technical argument I have to make right here. And so we go through this uh, fear mongering every year on the, raising the debt ceiling. And so the technical solution to this uh, which Jared never seems to get at, is called a balanced budget, right? So that's a very technical, you know, it requires years of study to get at this. But if you don't want to have this recurring nightmare of losing the full faith and credit of the United States of America, which never happens, and they, it's just like the Federal Reserve, right? The forecast, the blue chips, they're wrong every year. Intent, we know it's intentional, but the average American doesn't have time uh, to deal with all these issues because they're busy leading their lives and taking care of their kids. Uh, so so Bernstein is clever. Uh, but then the Fed comes out uh, with with some new staggering news. The Fed, who's got, you know, floors and floors of Ph.D. economists, uh, missed the idea that uh, if you borrow long like a hedge fund, and then you, and you're borrowing off of your short-term rates, which have now gone from zero up to five percent. Uh, they're coming up a trillion dollars light, uh, and they did not present that risk analysis to Congress whatsoever. And so it's just stunning. That's a trillion-dollar 
tax bill okay. coming to okay. you. Okay, but hang over a second. Hang over a second. I want to make sure we're not throwing too much at him at one time. We have a, the Treasury, and that's where you got the barring the face amount of, of the of the debt. Remember, the debt's gone from $10 trillion to $30 trillion like that. Bang. Okay? So somebody's got to be the adult here. In addition, you've got the Social Security and Medicare true payments. This is why um, uh, uh, Congressman Norman came on here and said, hey, the real debt he thinks is $60 trillion. Okay? But, and I think he's actual. But let's leave that off to the side. Just another 30 That's hard money you got to pay. Then you've got you've got contingent liabilities, but they really ain't that contingent. I don't know net present value of that is let's say a hundred trillion dollars, okay? And we can walk you through all that. But then all that as 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 messed up it is as screwed up it is, Congress has at least authorized it, right? So you may not like it, but somehow there's some statute that actually allowed that to be spent or quasi allowed it to be spent. There's a lot slipped in there, but into the, into the crevices. But at least Congress is on the hook for saying that. Then you've got the Federal Reserve. Because remember, the debt ceiling by statute right now is $31.5 trillion. You've got the, you've got the Fed over here. They've got $9.5 trillion on their balance sheet. How did that happen? But, but, because Mercatus, and you got it, this study is very technical, but if you just skim it, you should skim it. They've got down there with no congressional authorization. What these guys have done with the, and it's called the trillion dollar triage. They just created a trillion dollars out of nowhere during the pandemic. And now because of the inverted yield curve, they're, they're going to have a trillion dollars of interest payment. They're trillion dollars short. They Brett. So we got another yep. smoking landmine over there that no, they don't even want to talk about. Is that, that basically yep. what we've got? Here's the point. Just like they haven't uh, audited. The Pentagon, and they can't audit the Pentagon. They haven't audited Ukraine because you can't audit. Uh, and if you read Gateway Pundit, they got some young uh, American volunteer over there says, hey, none of the stuff gets to the battlefield. They all sell it off beforehand. You can't audit the Pentagon. You can't audit Ukraine. The Fed never has never been audited, right? Remember Ron Paul and Rand Paul said, hey, let's. I want to end the Fed. They just wanted to, I mean, they wanted to audit it. You can't audit the Fed. And they won't let you. And you know why, Dave Brat? Because they got these smoking bombs over there. They're about yeah. to go off. The whole thing's a mess. The whole thing's a mess. This is why Janet Yellen and Powell, screw both you people. Oh, I don't hear, don't send any more letters. Don't go to the press. Don't send Jared Bernstein out there. Don't have Ali Vecchi uh, whining every day up on our grill about this. Don't tell us it's all full. Hey, you are the full faith and credit of the United States. This audience is the full faith and credit. And don't let anybody ever tell you otherwise. You. You're the people yep. that go to work every day. You're the people that pay the tax. You are the full faith and credit of this nation. Full stop. And what you demand right now is show me the money. I want to see the cash flow model. If we're going to lend any money, if you're going to lend to any uh, company, bankrupt or not, show me the model. So Janet Yellen, show us the model. And pal, show us the model. What the hell's going over the Fed? Yeah, Brad, this is a scandal. <laughs> And we got so many. You got the vaccine. You got the COVID. You got the, the invasion on the southern border. This is what happens when you have radicals. Remember, their great idea, Brett, was modern monetary theory. We can just spend on infrastructure. We can spend on build back better. We can spend on the American recovery plan. Remember all the happy talk he gave you? And what Bernstein's telling you, you got a sugar high now off of all the government spending. 
That's the only reason Biden's got anything going, right? He's got the sugar high off of that, off the trillions they spent, the trillions and trillions of dollars. That the collaborationists, Mitch McConnell and these guys are going to be sitting in the Senate's going to be saying, well, you got to, you know, there's a full faith and credit. You got to, you got to raise the debt ceiling, right? This is where we are. If this audience doesn't dig in on this, look at the kids and grandkids because they're the ones going to get crushed. Dave Brat. Yeah, well, it's interesting that they're blaming the Republicans, the adult in the room, for, for ruining the economy. Actually, uh, the Fed ruined the economy back in 07, 08, and now they've ruined it again. And so the real story in that Mercatus piece is that they already had the federal funds rate, right, the, 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 the Fed interest rate set at zero percent for a decade. And that wasn't enough stimulus uh, to keep the economy, which these elite experts uh, have managed over the past decade. So they they lowered the interest rate to zero. That's not good enough. So then they had to come up with another trillion through QE4, quantitative easing four. And they totally miscalculated uh, the short uh, term interest rate. It was going to go way up and they have to pay that back. So that's costing us another trillion. So who ruined the economy? All of these establishment elitists with the Greenspan put with interest rates, which is the main price of money, right? Free market people, you don't mess with prices. Those are the receipts. Prices don't lie, Cortez always says. That's correct. The entire rationality of our system is built on the Federal Reserve, the interest rate system, the 10-year treasury. Big deal. They messed it all up. Now we have to come to the rescue, and they always blame the adults in the room uh, who want to balance the budget. And the best adult in the room is Russ Vogt, uh, who has a plan uh, to put this in shape. And then you can get rid of the fear-mongering immediately on this messaging piece uh, to Jared Thomas Massey. Uh, put a CR uh, together that funds the government at 90 percent, uh, and there's no debate. Just fund the government right today. Give it a 10 percent haircut. Fund it at 90 percent. Done deal. We're done with this juvenile discussion. Oh, 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 hold it. Brad, I'm going to hold you for a few minutes. I know you got stuff to do on Saturday morning. Let's hold you shortly after the, the break. A 10 percent across the board budget cut and discretionary spending. This city would vapor lock. That's the type of thing you need. I love Massey. Uh, Russ, vote. remember, here's the watchword. We're not going to be hurried in this. We're going to have to everybody take a deep breath. We want to see your cash flow model first, and we're going to give you the prioritization plan. Maybe we even base it off your cash flow model if it makes sense, right? But we got to see that. We have to see that. Show us the model. Don't send any more letters. Don't send any more nasty letters or letters. Help me, help me, help me. We're out of cash. Sorry. Not sorry. In the war room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bath. Okay, we're going to go from the world's capital markets. We're going to go to where the full faith and credit of the United States of America rest upon, and that is the hardworking grassroots folks in this nation. We're going to go to South Dakota. Jessica Palema is out there. Uh, Jessica, tell us what's going on. Who's the posse out there? What are you guys fighting for today? Yeah, we have a, a large crowd here in the hallway at the meeting room in here. So we, we showed up, um, people are holding signs, American flags. Um, we are fighting for our voice as precinct committee men. Um, and this is Mr. Nelson. Um, why are you here today? I'm here because uh, 
the people need to retain their voice in our state GOP party. We're bleeding membership and, and a lot of membership in the young people. I come from a family that has been involved in Republican politics. My dad was a county chairman for the party for a while. And uh, we can't get young people to sign up. They're signing up independent. They're registering independent because they say the Republican Party doesn't, doesn't say talk for us anymore. Rural South Dakota leaving the Republican Party because of what they're doing uh, to take away our voice and take away our representation and center it in the urban areas of the county, in the East End and the West End, Rapid City, Sioux Falls, and the larger cities. And I'm here to try and retain the voice of rural South Dakota. Um, I can pan around here and, and sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, Jessica. Give some more people. All right. So I'm just going to turn. Sorry. Not doing a very good camera job, but we got people here with signs, flags, ultra proud MAGA, ultra MAGA. Um, we're here to save our voices. This is South Dakota. South Dakota, everybody say hi. So, yeah, we're here. We're here. So, and, you're going to fight the good fight. Here's what I was, I'm confused about. I thought I thought Christy Noem, the governor, was a grassroots person. Does she have your back in this? Or are you guys communicating with her? Um, you know, you go ahead. I don't really There's a lot of the people that feel that Christy has sided with. Uh, I like to term them. I'm back. I'm old enough that I remember the fight between Rockefeller and Goldwater. And... Uh, most of South Dakota are Goldwater Republicans, and uh, we don't go along with the, the Rockefeller wing of the party as, as much as a lot of states do. In the rural areas, Bill, that Christie has become a part of the Rockefeller wing of the Republican Party. Well said. Hey, hey Jessica. Jessica, what what time does the meeting start? Um, the, the business meeting where they are going to vote starts at ten, and then the elections for the new uh, Republican chair happen at at uh, noon, I think, this afternoon session. Now, there's been act, a, a lot of problems here where the the current state party chair Dan Lederman is actively suppressing newly organized counties that um, had their elections. They have patriots here to vote. And now they are playing technical games, word games, and I'm not letting them vote today, too. So there's a lot of moving parts. But you guys are dug in. Tell me, what the key vote to make sure the precinct strategy people still have a voice? What time is that going to take? And are you guys going to be allowed in the room for that vote? They are not allowing us in the room. In fact, they called the police already. The police have been here um, and, and made our media person leave. Uh, so, uh, we are not allowed in the room. We have patriots in the room, but first they're going to have a, a kind of a battle on counties that they won't let be certified and able to vote because they know that's more votes for the grassroots candidate, Tom Bruner, for party chair. So it might be delayed. Um, we just got to wait and see how this plays out. Okay, Jessica, I'll tell you what, we'll check back in with you next hour, okay? Get an update. 
Tell everybody there we we, you, we love them and we got t- tell 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 everybody there we love them and the war room has their back. Okay, we appreciate you. God Thank bless. You. Thank you guys. John Fredericks has seen this time again. Brad's seen it again. Brad was a, a grassroots congressman, came out of nowhere with no money. Remember, Eric Cantor spent more money in, in the primary way. It was the first majority leader in the history of this republic ever to be defeated in a primary. Uh, Eric Cantor had spent more money. Remember this, Brad? He spent more money at Bobby Vans. His campaign spent more money for one dinner than Dave Brad raised in the entire campaign. Brad was a pure grassroots phenomenon. And John Fredericks remembers that because it was John Fredericks that uh, that pushed it over the, the over the top. Brad, before I, I, I lose you, how do people get to your? We're going to get so much more into this. Remember, they've panicked. Here's the state of play: they panicked on the debt ceiling. Janet Yellen sent a letter yesterday. McCarthy said, "Oh, by the way, the debt ceiling comes due next Thursday, and we need you to increase the debt ceiling. You know, some unlimited amount. You you pick it." Uh, right now, that's not going to happen. Uh, I can tell you the plan is everybody take a deep breath. Everybody slow down. There's a prioritization of payments plan being worked on over in the House that's going to be presented. But I keep saying the first thing is don't show that first yet. Let let the administration show their model. Let's see yeah. the cash flow model. Hey, Steve. Don't, 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 give them, don't give them our plan until we know what their numbers are. This is the problem yeah. with the pandemic. Nobody ever made Fauci without that little midget up there yammering all the time. Nobody ever made him come up and actually put forth a model. Give me a model. Don't give me happy talk. I don't want to hear rhetoric. I want to see numbers. This is the way the world works. Everybody in business knows that, right? Everybody out there in the world knows that. You got they all run off mathematics. Let me say that because mathematics is a numerical representation of what you think reality is going to be. So show me the model. That's what I want to see. The prioritization of payment plans, they're not going to like it. Please remember in the audience, you're going to be called every name in the book. You're the extremists that are calling, causing this. You're the people that breathe through their mouths that are calling this. You're the people destructive that are calling this. No, they caused it. They went down the path of modern monetary theory. Remember the American Recovery Act and the Infrastructure Act and he's running around Build Back Better, which they wanted to be six trillion. It's just, what is a trillion and a half is is all that big party that's juiced whatever this dead carcass of our economy juiced up by government barring and spending that is stopping. You're not the problem. This audience is the solution. And the solution is to be the adult in the room as these people run around and throw a temper tantrum and call you every name in the book. Dave Bratt, any closing yeah. thoughts, ideas before yeah. we get you back here on Monday? Yeah, yeah. Uh, on the receipt, it's a little ironic right now uh, when they're starting to talk about the full faith and credit of the United States and going bankrupt, that the Federal Reserve itself is bankrupt. They usually pay us yes. $100 billion a year in remittances. That's just a fancy word for profits they make. And that's misleading. That's a shell game because they have a monopoly on just setting interest rates. So, of course, they're going to clear the market. They can set whatever interest rate they want. So they make $100 billion a year in profits. They're negative. They just lost a trillion dollars for us on QE4. So the next 10 years of those profits are going to go toward repaying what they just lost yeah. since they're now in bankruptcy at the Federal Reserve system. Okay. Let that sink in for a minute. Okay. Right? So, Brat Economics, hey, I'm going to start yep, posting yep. more because this is important. Yes. I got you got to get a bread economics on getter. Yeah. H- hang on. I want to before you leave. Here's one of the reasons they panic in Senate. And I know this from the from inside scoop 
Number one, they clearly want to change the conversation away from the the top secret crimes, not just the cover up, but the crimes that were committed before November 2nd in the handling of the most compartment, the highest, biggest secrets in the United States government. And Dana Remus, why did we want to know why she left as one of the White House in the White House councils? Why'd she leave White House counsel to go be his person? Why, why is she rummaging around in the closet of the Penn Biden Center, ma'am? Why were you over there? And why did you leave the White House to become a personal lawyer to him? Inquiring minds want to know. This is why the Democrats are in freakout mode right now. Total freakout. And quite frankly, Garland, to cover his keister, put the special prosecutor in. A guy who's up to his neck, hers up to his neck in the deep state. They want to change the conversation. Number two, they understand we get stronger every day. A, a, an informed public is the thing they fear the most about this. Because once you understand yeah. the three-card money, you're going to sit there and go, no, 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 no. This thing in the Federal Reserve and Mercatus – and, you know, I love the guys in Mercatus. I'm not an Austrian economics uh, freakazoid like Dave Bratt and these guys. Um, but I admire the work. That, I admire the work they're doing. I admire the work. By the way, Brett, how did you go from a tennis pro, from a tennis pro to, I never asked you, how did you go from a tennis, but Frederick's wanted me to ask you this. One, how did you go from a tennis pro to a PhD? You know, I'd love tennis pros like golf pros. I never think those guys are Einstein's cousin, right? So how'd you go from a tennis pro to a PhD in economics? God called me to seminary, and now you're keeping me from my brat pit workout right now. <laughs> no, go, 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 go. We'll do this another time. I, I'm no. getting that. I'm getting the signal. We'll do another. We'll do another. We'll do it another time. We didn't want to take you away from the ministry for the PhD. Okay, Brat, we we got it over at Getter. We'll push it out. Let me play. I got a short cold open for John Fredericks right now. Let me play that. Let me play that. Let me play the the short uh, cl uh, cold open for John Fredericks. Make of what's going on with this this far right group in the in the House right now. What, what is it they want, and how will they succeed? And how do they make sure that these eighteen uh, Republicans who won in in Biden districts and the, the many others who are otherwise moderate don't just sort of say we'll vote with Democrats on some of these things. Well, they don't really care about that, Ali. What they're giving it, what they're doing is they're giving their base voters what they want. I'd add to what Max said. The one defining characteristic of these Republicans these next two years is revenge. These two years are all about the are all about revenge. The base of the Republican Party, Ali, believes the 2020 election was stolen. House Republicans reflect that belief. So they're going to investigate Fauci and COVID. They're going to investigate big tech, who they thought helped steal the election. And they're going to go after the deep state, who they believed helped steal the 2020 election. I, I, you, you, I'm so glad you emphasized this in your opening. This is revenge. This is about settling scores. And for most of these Republicans, Ali, it will work. They don't care necessarily about these other moderate Republicans. Some of them we've talked don't even care if Republicans retain control of Congress in two years. This is about feeding the base. John Fredericks, your assessment, you're the oracle of the deplorables. We're going to get to the next block, the RNC struggle. Is, is, is Joe Walsh right? Is this revenge in settling scores or is this trying to sort this mess out, sir? Look, Joe Walsh is a discredited, never-Trumper, moronic, sad figure 
had a radio show, Salem fired him, was in Congress, got bounced from there. I don't really care what Joe Walsh says. Look, this is about change. This is about watershed legislation that the House is going to do and getting a message going into 2024. Like, for instance, when they uh, when they bagged the 87,000 IRS agents, they knew that was dead on arrival in the Senate. And even if it somehow got past the Senate, Biden's going to veto it, no two-thirds. So a lot of what they have to do is just messaging and show the American people and show our base that they stand for something. The debt ceiling fight is going to be the real battle here because are they going to use it as leverage or, or not? Basically, in a week or two, when we get uh, Don McEachin's replacement in the House for the Democrats, Jennifer McClellan will win that special handily. They're going to have 213 votes. They only need 218. That means they only need to bail. The Democrats only need to peel away five Republicans running around with their hair on fire saying, oh, if we don't increase the debt ceiling, the world is going to end. Everybody will starve. We're going to have to see. The rubber's going to hit the road if the if if McCarthy can hold his Republican conference together and not cave like they always do. John, John hang over one second. We'll get back to this RNC debate. John Fredericks in Politico has arrived the new social media taking on big tech protecting free speech and canceling cancel culture join the marketplace of ideas the platform for independent thought has arrived superior technology no more selling your personal data no more censorship no more cancel culture enough getter has arrived it's time to say what you want the way you want download now would you be open to, to having Harmeet and Mike Lindell to do it like a debate and to, and to defend your record of accomplishment? I'm always happy to talk your... to the 168. I'm always happy to talk to the 168. So I'm talking to them every day. And Steve, this is but would you do? Would you be open to do it to get it clarity? Would you be open to do it in a more public forum? So this I'm, not, I'm interested could... in doing things in front of the 168. That's what I'm interested in doing. Why have you refused to debate your opponent? Uh, you have yeah. refused to take part in the loan debate with Carrie Lake. It could come off as you're scared to step on that stage. And we've been taught since we were little kids, you got to stand up to a bully. You won't, you, you understand how that might come across. How do you make a case? We want to send you to fight for us, but you won't even step I, on stage. With I, it. I, to get it clear, would you be open to do it in a more public forum? So this I'm, not, I'm interested could... in doing things in front of the 168. That's what I'm interested in doing. Okay, welcome back. Uh, Politico has a huge story about the coming RNC um, vote, I think, on the 27th of January out in um, the Waldorf Astoria. I think the renamed St. Regis Hotel out in Dana Point, California, one of the most expensive places on the West Coast. Um, John Fredericks, you're all over this Politico piece in Real America's Voice. What, what Real America's Voice in the John Fredericks Radio Network committed you you guys have proposed what and you've been turned down by by whom well look we propose a debate uh that's going to be carried on national tv with uh real america's voice and through the john fredericks media network on all our radio stations and apps and get her live and everything else so that all of these three candidates can explain their positions and what their vision is going into the future to our base to our grassroots to the very people that elected the 168. You know, when Ronald Romney McDaniel gets on here and keeps talking about the 168, it drives me bat crap crazy because, hey, that's us. We, hey, we're the people that went to the mass meeting on a Saturday. 
Where are the people that then went to the county meeting two Saturdays after and sat there with a cold cup of coffee in a donut hole for six hours? Then we went to a state convention to elect these people. We had to drive the wheels off our car. We had to fly there. We had to spend money, stay in a hotel, spend eight hours, twiddle your thumbs in the bleachers. We've done this. Now you won't debate. You won't talk to us. You're only going to talk to the 168 like it's the Politburo. Are you kidding me? So look, we said we want the messages to go to our people that are funding you. Oh, wait a minute. You want $25 a month? You want $50 a month? You want us to hang? You you want us to knock on doors, make phone calls, get apps just when you need us? And then when it comes to electing the chairman, you're out. So we proposed this debate. We found 75 minutes of downtime in Dana, in Dana Point at the convention. There's nothing on the schedule. And we went to the three candidates and said, hey, we'd like to have a debate. And the moderator is going to be Rich Anderson, who is the chairman of the Republican Party of Virginia, 30-year Air Force veteran, former member, uh, Republican of the House of Delegates in Virginia. He's truly uncommitted, not made a decision when I talked to him. He said, I'd be happy to moderate the debate because I'm, I'm truly undecided. So it has nothing to do with who I support or Mike Lindell or, any, or who backs Lindell. He's the moderator. Lindell accepted immediately. He accepted right on my TV show outside the Beltway the other day at 7 a.m. He said, hey, you tell me when I'll be there. Harmeet accepted. Rana McDaniel says, no, I'm busy. So let me get this straight. You can't find 75 minutes in a four-day meeting to talk to the very people that you depend on for your entire apparatus. Let them eat cake. Pound sand, go to hell. That's your message. We're going to go forward with this debate, with or without Romna. We're going to have an empty chair. I'm going to find a cutout and put her picture there. Because this this is a finger, this is a thumb in the eye. Steve, we have a populist movement. We are sick and tired of being taken for granted. All we're asking Rana to do is participate for 75 minutes on live national TV and radio and our apps So all of us listening to you now can see the three candidates, see what their vision is going forward. We understand that the election is from the 168, but the 168 represents us. They didn't get there without our sweat and hard work and our time on three successive Saturdays, if you know how this thing works. So why not give us an insight, a view into what is happening? It's a simple request that's turned down flat, and they're telling me, They don't have an hour and 15 minutes to talk to the very people who they depend on for their own survival. But they certainly can take our money and go to the most plush resort in the country, all the way on the other side of the U.S. in Orange County, the former St. Regis, Waldorf Astoria. And guess what? If you're not an RSC member, you don't get $350 a night. You got to pay rack rate $1,000. So you can't even go there, right? So they have it at a resort. Optics are terrible. We're in a recession and people have to go and cover. I've talked to media people. Their companies can't send them to cover it. Why? Because they can't spend $1,000 a night. This whole thing is absurd. Rana should be accountable to the very people, Steve, that she depends on in order to keep her job and to keep the Republican Party afloat. Um, by the way, just the, the, the 168, you have 50 GOP chairs of every state, like, like Kelly Wardown or something. So you have 50 of those. Each state has a committee man and a committee woman. 
right? That gets you to 150. Then you have six, I guess, territories or others. Virgin Islands, Guam gets you also three, which, by the way, the Virgin Islands and Guam are the same as California. I don't know how that works for that. And that gets you to 168. The, 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 the chairman of the GOP and the two committeemen are kind of elected in this process anyway by precinct men and all that. I don't know why she wouldn't want to broaden it out and actually discuss it directly with the grassroots. I don't understand the intellectual. I don't understand the con, the conceptual hang up, John. Do you know? I tell you, Fredericks, I know you got to bounce because it's, uh, it's, uh, the Godzilla of your sports book, but can you hang on? I got a 90 second break. I just want to hang you, hang, hold you over for one second. Keep you, keep you away from the sports no book. No problem. Just for a moment. Thank you. Okay. Okay. John Fredericks is going to, uh, we've also got Mike Cow at Heritage, uh, the oversight and Heritage oversight, is something you got to find out more about because, uh, they're on fire right now, uh, in this oversight fight. Short commercial break back in a moment. Watch and see, it's all started. Everything's begun. And you are over. Cause we're 